want to welcome every one of us to another section session of our word feast this sunday and i pray that the almighty god who has been blessing us will bless us once again even more than ever before in the name of jesus shall we pray our righteous father we want to thank you once again thank you for how you've been blessing us thank you for your undiluted the undiluted word your, your, your the undiluted word of god thank you for reaching out to us in our, in our respective places thank you for your wisdom thank you for your power thank you lord jesus for the light of your word that has been showing forth to us thank you lord jesus for illuminating our lives lord we say be that we exalted in the name of jesus father we ask tonight as we want to share your word as we want to look into your word briefly we ask that you please once again speak to our hearts in the name of jesus let every darkness give way let every confusion give way in the name of jesus and we ask oh god whatsoever thing that might hinder the entrance of your world tonight we ask let your fire consume in the name of jesus thank you father because you've answered all glory and adoration belongs to you in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen this evening we're going to be talking about uh, a topic called the beauty of tribulation and uh, it's just like uh, a series um, in the studies of the book uh, in one of the epistles you know, written to the Romans you now specifically we are going to be looking at Romans chapter 5 so I will start reading from verse 1 all through to verse 5 Romans chapter 5 from verse 1 to verse 5 and it says therefore being justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom also we have we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God and not only so but we glory in tribulations also knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us I want us to pay attention to uh, verse 2 and verse 3 which says by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God now verse 3 says and not only so but we glory in tribulation also that means we don't just uh, glory when things are rosy I mean we are not just expected to glory when things are working fine for us you know, as a matter of fact, Apostle Paul says in, in one of his epistles that rejoice always. You know, so we are not just meant to rejoice when things are working fine. We are not just meant to praise God, to appreciate God, to, uh, to, to, to speak of his goodness. You know, when things are just good for us, are working fine for us. But he says we glory also in tribulations. You know, we shouldn't just rejoice at good or beautiful circumstances. But we should rejoice even in hard circumstances. We glory also in tribulations. When things seem to be upside down for us. When things seem not to be working. When everything 
you know, seems to be gloomy, when darkness seems to be gloomy, you know, it says we rejoice also because that is not the end of the world. You know, we rejoice also because Christ says he has, we have overcome the world. As a matter of fact, you know, Apostle Paul says we are more than conquerors. You no, know, God calls us more than conquerors. Is one thing to be a conqueror? I mean, it's another thing to be more than conqueror. You know, to be a conqueror means you go to war or to battle to fight and you win. But more than conqueror it means you don't even need to fight the battle. Before the battle came, you've won. You, you've overcome. And that's why Jesus Christ said that be of good cheer, you have overcome the world. So, and for this reason, when we encounter tribulations, when we encounter difficult moments, difficult situations, we are not meant to be down. We are not supposed to be down. We are not supposed to be weary, but then to glory, to rejoice because of the victory that lies ahead. To rejoice. So, tribulations are not designed, you know, for our downfall but for our upliftment and that's one of the things we will see in in this uh, passage that we've read you know Paul said and not only so you know do we rejoice in God you know when things are fine but we glory in tribulations also why knowing that tribulation worketh patience can you see and patience experience and experience when God allows tribulation, because they will definitely come, it's not if God allows it, they will definitely come. So whether you like it or not, tribulations will come, difficult situations will come, we'll be confronted with situations that we, we don't have control over, you know, they will definitely come when we are not expecting it, you know, they will definitely come. No, but when God allows it, when those situations comes, it is to make us a better person. And prove to the whole world his greatness or mightiness through us in that situation. As a matter of fact, no one gets promoted without a test or exam in school. I mean, have you ever seen you know a child who moves to the next class without being tested, without be, without without being uh, without being tested you know, with, 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 with an exam? You can't talk about the day without a night. Before a day, there is always a night. As a matter of fact, before you know, you have you know, you can't talk about successfully have a day without a night. There must be a night. A night season is a strategic season for the wise. So it's not about whether storms will come. It's not about whether night season will come. It's not about whether the difficult situations will come. But it's about what you do when they come it's about your stance when they come because the night season is a strategic season it's a time to build in strength it's a time to make you to shaping horse you know into what god wants it's a strategic season and we'll see that you know very shortly the night is a time to build strength into horse because according to psalms chapter 9 verse 7 Psalm chapter 9, verse 7, we say, For night unto night uttereth speech. For night unto night uttereth speech. And day, I mean, sorry, for day unto day uttereth speech. And night unto night sheweth knowledge. That's David talking here, talking about God, that day unto day uttereth speech. 
but night unto night showeth knowledge. You know, at night season, God speaks. He reveals certain things to us. And that's why he said that he won't allow you to be confronted with a, a problem or with temptation that you can't handle that is beyond your capacity. But even in it, it will definitely make a way out. You know, but more often than not, we focus on the problem. We focus on the difficult situation. We focus on the, on, on the tribulation. We focus on that challenge. We've refused to, 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 to move our focus to God. Who is able to move us or to take us out of that situation? God is always speaking. He said, night unto night, showeth knowledge. God will definitely make a way out. God is ready to make, you know, you the envy of the world even in that situation that tight difficult situation you could remember when isaac you know during the time of isaac when there was famine you know he was he was folk, all you could see was the problem the famine he was even about to go to egypt just like to, to move house you know just like his father did abraham and god spoke to him man stay here it's not about the challenge it's about who is with you during that difficult period and god said stay in that land even though things are difficult, even though things are tough for everybody, you will definitely, you know, things will definitely become easy for you. And when Isaac sold in that land, it was recorded that Isaac became the envy of the world. He became the envy of Philistines. They envied him. Not because things were good at that time. Not because there wasn't there, were, there wasn't a challenge. Not because there, 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 were, there were no challenges. But because he focused on what God was speaking to him at that time, his focus, you know, was channeled to God. And wisdom is equivalent to strength, you know, because he said, "Night unto night she went knowledge." And but wisdom is equivalent to strength, because a wise man is strong. Yeah, a man of knowledge increases strength. Proverbs chapter twenty-four, verse five. A wise man is strong. Yeah, a man. Of knowledge increases strength so he gets strengthened for the day through God's revealed word to him at night you know he gets equipped at night you know why so many people actually you know can't undo the day properly why they fade during the day is because they've, they've they slept all night it's because they handled the night you know they spent the night on irrelevances doing things that won't actually help that, 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 that doing things that actually will help them to go through or navigate the day successfully. Why so many can't undo or manage breakthroughs is because they've not allowed themselves to be shaped by the tough and difficult times. They always want the easy way out. But really, I mean, there are certain things or characters that might never be learnt built and developed except in tribulation period hmm. unlike david who actually went through the rigor of leading the sheepfold of his father who understood what it means to be humble saul without being drilled was appointed a king and as a result couldn't maintain the throne you know 
not because both of them you know so david didn't, didn't also make mistakes it's not about you know being, it's not about you not making mistakes or you not being faced with a challenge but when you are faced with it when 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 you make that mistake what what would be your reaction what would be your disposition what would be the next step that you take some made a mistake some fell and when they he, he, he realized that oh they told him you've made the mistake you're not supposed to do this thing it's supposed to be meant only for the priest he, he was trying to cover up himself he instead of him to fall down before god which was what david did when they when nathan came to him that oh so you 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 you, you have the god to sleep with 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 another man's wife you have the god to even kill that man you know and david fell to the ground and started crying oh god forgive me but Saul didn't do that now can you see the difference because Saul was just he was just taken and put put there he didn't know what it means to become a king but david actually went through the rigor he understands what it means to lead to lead he understands what humility he has learned humility you know, he first led the ship before leading humans. So, he learned humility and that actually helped him to sustain the throne. To sustain the throne. You know, he could have also been cast away just like so. But what he learned, the, the character that was built into him during that time of rigor actually made him sustain the throne. And you can't talk about the history of Israel without talking about David. Without talking about David. Even Jesus, even Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered, according to Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. And the word of God recorded that we have not an high priest which is not touched by the feelings of our infirmities, according to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. But at all points was he tempted but without sin at all point he understand the feelings of our infirmities and know what because of that he alone is fit to be in that position of the high priest beside the father making intercessions for us because he understands he learned obedience through the things he suffered he has been touched by the feeling of our infirmities he knows what we are going through and that's why you know you know why so many people misbehave when when, when they are being promoted it's because they don't know what it means you know not to have they don't know what it means to be poor so when they are rich they misbehave but when they when if they know when they know when they've gone through the rigor when they've gone through the thin and thick of life when they eventually break through you know they don't just see those who are just coming up as nothing but then they see it as a privilege to be blessed by god and also a privilege to help them so they could get out of that place so the tribulation period trying times is not actually meant to destroy us but to build us up so when you go through tribulation moments when you go through difficult times thank god for it don't murmur because they are designed and allowed by god specifically to bring out in horse, to bring out in you, to bring out in me enviable virtues, virtues that will give glory to him. Virtues that will give glory to him. Now, going to verse four, verse three and verse four again of that text that we read, it said, knowing that tribulation works patience, and patience worketh experience, and experience worketh hope. But it all began from tribulation. Now we are going to be looking at David as a case study. You no, know, when David 
you know, was asked by his father to go to the to 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 to, to the bush to turn after his sheep, to look after his sheep. He never rebelled. He never he didn't go against his father and say, Oh, why me? Am I the only one out of seven sons? Why was it that I'm the only one the only one that it was called? He didn't say why is it that I'm the only one that, that, that was that is called that was called. Didn't you see my other brothers there? You know, as a matter of fact, I'm too young for this. I'm a small boy. What if something destroys me? What if a, a snake comes and just bites me? What if a, a beast just comes and destroys me? Don't you don't you think don't you know that I'm still very small? You know, I can't handle all of these things. I don't know what it means. I can't navigate through the forest. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. But he allowed the work of patience to be wrought in him. Despite the rigor, despite the danger being put through every day. Tribulation worked patience. However, that same circumstance or occurrence end in the experience required to be enthroned and remain king. Remember in verse 4, he says, 3 to 4, he said, Knowing that tribulation worked patience and patience worked experience, there are certain things that you might never know or that you may never, you know, actually lay hands on except God allows you to go through certain things. So, patience worketh experience. David learned certain things about life early enough because he was ready, he was humble enough to go through life, to go through life the way it meant to, you know, it's ought, it meant to be, to, we ought to go through it. He didn't go through shortcuts. He, 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 he didn't look for the easy way out. You know, his experience with the bear and lion emboldened him, gave him a hope and assurance of victory against Goliath. He told Goliath, I mean, that same God that helped me to kill the bear, when the bear came, you know, after me and my sheep, I killed him. The lion came, I tore it into pieces. That same God, you know, you know, can, can you see this experience with God, that thing that he has handled, that revelation, you know, that, that first hand revelation encounter I had with God, you know, emboldening him, gave him this trust that if he can do this, he can do this. That if that same God helped me to overcome this, uh, this one is too small. I mean, he gave him that assurance, you know, to overcome higher challenges. When others were shivering, when others were shaking, that how are we going to do it? You know, he came out boldly. You know, so it's not about your age. It's not about how big, how muscular you are. But it's about your experience with God. How much of experience do you have? How much of God do you know? You're not, I'm not talking about just you know, um, uh, casual experiences, but God proving Himself to you. You know, in every circumstance of life, because you trust Him all the way, all the way. Patience. You know, last week it, we went. It, we, I mean, two weeks ago we talked about waiting on God, not having Plan B. You know, making God the only plan that you have, not looking for Plan B. Saying, ah, if God does not come on time, if things doesn't work out the way it ought to, I think I have to find my own way. No, but staying with God. You know, learning to trust God all the way, letting God patience to have His work, perfect work in us, letting God to have His perfect way. You know, be still and being and knowing that, and, and you will know that that is God, and allowing God to show forth, you know, to reveal Himself even in that situation that we find ourselves in. You know, his, his experience with God 
in the bush or during the wilderness period of his life gave him an assurance of a better and greater tomorrow. His experience with God. So friends, brethren, believers that are listening to me all over the world, wherever you may be, let patience rot his work in you. Don't weep, don't shiver, don't shake. In that trying times, God is there. Jesus Christ said, when you pass through the water, God says, when you pass through the water, I will be there with you. When you pass through the fire, it will be there. It will not burn you. If there's any reason why the fire didn't burn the three Hebrew men, it was because the fourth man, as a matter of fact, is the first man. Jesus Christ was there with them. And Jesus Christ cannot lie. He said, I will be with you always. Even if a man tells you that he will be with you always, I mean, go and check it. He can't be there always because things, a time will come that you say, oh, guy, oh boy, it's like this one, I can't go there. But when Jesus says, I will be with you always, he means what he says and he will always say what he means. Jesus Christ will never tell us what he can do. Because he's not a man that he should lie. God is not a man that he should lie. Jesus Christ is God in the form of flesh. And when he says it, he will do it. So he will be with you always. He's there with you in that tribulation prayer. So rejoice. Because it is designed to work in you to make you better than you are. You know, whenever to purify God, to make God beautiful, you know, you have it has to be passed through fire. When it's being, you know, extracted raw, I mean nobody likes gold. But to make it that gold that we all desire, it has to pass through fire. But in itself not destroyed, but that fire purifies and remove ev- removes every impurity, everything that can that makes it you know unattractive. It's being removed during that trying period. In the same way, when God allows us to pass through fire, it is not to burn us, it is not to destroy us, but to remove every chaff. To remove every impurity that is making us unattractive, that is making it impossible for God to promote us. So that's the essence. That's the essence of tribulation. So the beauty of tribulation. Tribulation is a beautiful time, even though it's a time of discomfort. But at the end, we will match you know a victorious and a beautiful Christian that God has designed us to be. That God has designed us to be. So tribulation. Is to equip you with the required virtues and character for the battle ahead. Tribulations are not meant to destroy us, like I said, but to build and grow us up, to grow us, to build us up. Now, so as I close, in conclusion, in whatsoever situation you find yourself, in whatsoever situation I find myself, we find ourselves, whatever we are. In whatsoever situation we find ourselves, does no matter how difficult that situation is, don't ask God why, but rather ask Him what He wants you to do. What does God want me to do? Even right there where I am, things might look very, very confusing, but God can never be confused. It does no matter how confused the whole world is right now, God can never be confused. God has has everything mapped out in His own plan. He understands even before the foundations of the world. He knows about it. It's part of his plan. So just remain still and you will know that he is God. Right now, I want to pray for as many who are confused, whatever they are, in whatever situation, that doesn't know what next step to take. I pray for the wisdom of God. I pray for the strength of God. 
that the Almighty God will give you clarity of vision, even wherever you are, in the name of Jesus. That because Jesus says He will be with us, you will not be destroyed in that difficult situation. That challenge will not overwhelm you in the name of Jesus. And everything will work out for good to them that love God. In the name of Jesus, because you've chosen to love God, because you've chosen to serve Him, everything will work out for good for your family, for your business, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered. All glory and adoration belongs to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you for joining in this Sunday. God bless you.